Welcome to Podcasting for the Right Reasons, where ABC brings the drama. And we are back at it, bringing you some crazy, insane, confusing, dramatic analysis. Hey, I'm Ren Mardia. My name is Brennan Hare, and welcome back, Ernie. It is good to have you back. We really appreciate Sadie Carpenter of the Leaving Eden podcast filling in last week as you were gallivanting throughout Chicago, but now you sure are was. back. <laughs> sure was, but thanks. It is good to be back for sure. Um, yeah, no, Sadie was really great. I got a chance to listen to the episode when I got back and it was <laughs> like, no, yeah, her energy is really cool. I'm so interested to hear what the Bachelor franchise means to her. And like she mentioned, it was a part of helping her out of a cult. Did I have that right? Yeah, that's what she said. That's like, yeah, that tidbit, I was like, hang on a second. So as much as I, I wanted to get into that, I wanted to have her back so we could have a deeper conversation about it with you around. So we'll definitely wait yeah. to do that. I'm so I'm glad that you waited. I'm glad that you waited because I really, I really want to hear about that. So, but yeah, I liked y'all's energy. That was a really great episode for sure. And you guys definitely had some, some thoughts and opinions about it. It was... It was a slow start, but a uh, aggressive end to that one. And then this one, it it starts and it doesn't stop. This one, this one, this one. Uh, first of all, rank it five or ten, one out of ten. What what would you rank this episode? A negative twelve. Negative twelve. This the- I, we'll we'll get into this later. This was the most unacceptable thing I've ever been a part of in, in terms of this franchise. Not not more more so than Matt's season because he didn't see it coming. They should have seen this coming and that's why it's unacceptable. And like I said, this was my fear. This was definitely my fear of of um, what could happen in this franchise, for sure. Um, this was definitely my fear of what what um, you know, like the competition of Gabby and Rachel, you know, I was worried about the way that they'd be pinned against each other. I was worried about the way that it might be detrimental to their friendship that they already have. And like the girl powerness that they've built up, you know, this encouraging empowerment. And like they, this was supposed to be them taking charge of their own story because of what went down with Clayton. Does it feel like they're taking charge of their story? I think the problem is they are too much taking charge. They are Ooh, they are okay. they are doing Elaborate. this as they go along, mm-hmm. and the producers are letting them make the decisions mm-hmm. because they know how to do this better. But it's more likely to turn rough if the leads of the show are building this plane in the sky as they go. Yeah, I I was surprised when, and we'll get into it, but when they say that we're going our separate ways now, like this is where we start taking charge and we're having separate journeys, I personally felt like it was a little too early to do, to separate. I thought maybe it would happen on week four. Like this was what? This is week three. This is week three, yeah. I would have done it week four. Because I feel like the men... Okay, what's your opinion of the men? Do you think that the men are treating this with the sincerity that they should? Some are. Do you, Some are. Okay. So do you think that allowing them another week 
would have allowed them to solidify their feelings for the two bachelorettes. And I, it wouldn't I think so most chaotic. of them, most of them have their person by now. Okay. And the most okay. important part, the people who actually have a chance to win mm-hmm. have picked their person by now. Yeah. T- Tino and Tyler and Avon have picked Rachel. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're, they have no shot of going with Gabby because they don't have any interest. And then Nate and Eric and uh, who was, I think it's Jason. I think his name was Jason. They are here for Gabby, and they've made that clear. And just in general, so I think we're 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 seeing people who have picked a person, mm-hmm. and those are the ones that I believe are a taking it the most seriously, and b actually have shots. And if you haven't made a decision by now, and you're flippity floppity, then you're probably already to a certain extent out because they don't see you as serious. That's true. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm choking on my water right now. <laughs> um, wait, hold on. You talk. Okay, and I I think that it's like we've said before. Look wise, very different. Personality wise, very different. There's not a lot of chance that you're really into both. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now that I'm back from the brink of death and choking, um drowning in my water uh you're right they're they're two totally different options so you're right i think that somebody would have their probably their person narrowed down but as we saw in the previews which do you watch previews i can't remember i i i do i don't always want to but i do like i can't help myself okay um because yeah i mean I think that there's still a chance of like flip-flopping. There's still a chance of that is what is so scary about this is that there are chances of someone being like, I actually met the other bachelorette though. I can't pretend I don't know her or yeah. didn't meet her. Actually, I think I might have wanted to be with her instead. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard because they're together, you know? Yeah. And like they're still I thought maybe they would have like their own separate, like once they separate, it would be completely separate. It seems like it, it is. Like, but they we're still seeing them together. I don't mm. know. I don't know. I, I'm not sure how clear this is for me. Yeah, but, I get that. Because I, I saw think, I saw them. I think we together. still have a lot to learn. Yeah. And I think that I I think I didn't anticipate it. Maybe I had more faith that it would be a little clearer and that it would be, I knew it would be chaotic at the beginning, but I thought that it would even out. I didn't think that it would be even at the beginning and then lean into hard chaos. No, that's totally fair. I think we're still getting through the chaos and hopefully it starts to settle in a little bit, but shall we get started? Yes. Yes. Let's do it. Uh, We start with Gabby and Rachel. They're, they're hanging out in the morning. They are, they're letting us know that these guys need to, to start to pick a lane. And even Gabby says, at, th- th- at this point, she adds that anybody she thinks is in the middle is kind of mm-hmm. sketch. What do you think about that? I I get why they would. I feel like it's inevitable that somebody's going to still be in the middle. 
if you have two people. Especially with as little time as they've had with each one. Yeah. Like, there are people on the screen, I'm just like, I've literally never seen you before. And that's what several people were saying the same thing. Several people were saying the same thing. That, like, we're still seeing men that we have no idea. This is the first time when they're accepting roses. It's like, this is the first time I'm seeing you. (laughs) Yes. But we, after this, we jump, because, basically because we have two bachelorettes, we have a lot to do. There's very little time for fluff. Mm-hmm. We don't have a lot of time to just like sit around and have conversations. We got to get right into things, so we jump right into Rachel's one-on-one with Karamo of uh, Queer Eye. Mm-hmm. So he is going to help Zag, who is Rachel's date for today, and they are going to do a fashion show. And then go to a quote-unquote... Fashion show. Fashion show. Fashion show at lunch. Absolutely. I always say that to Zoe when she she comes back from, like, Marshalls or something. It's like, fashion show. Fashion show at lunch. Um, I have thoughts about this fashion show, though. I really do. And I believe, though, I think they will line up exactly to what my dad told me when he called me and we talked today. He said, Mm -hmm. despite how much they try... They cannot make Rachel look bad, and they're they're severely trying. Yeah, that dress is horrible. All of, everything she, she she looks great in spite of the outfit. Uh huh. Every time, like that that yellow sparkle and that fur that they gave her, it just, literally just know. looked like something that came from Party City. I was thoroughly confused. By what happened. <laughs> Thoroughly confused by the selection of this. Like it wasn't even I feel like this was an attempt at the pretty woman date, but they were like, let's but let's throw you for a loop, you know, let's pretty woman it, but in a in a in a fun way, like with a twist. And it wasn't fun. And the twist was that those clothes looked like they had been bought for ten dollars. I just, I don't know, I don't know why they cannot seem to figure out how to dress her in an, in an attractive and appropriate way. Like, and on not, her own one-on-one. Yeah. Like, I was offended by that dress. <laughs> I can see why you would be. So like when he's like, you look great. Wow, that dress. I love that dress. I was like, you're lying. No one loves that dress. <laughs> this is the and worst dress we've all way. ever seen. Oh gosh, tragic. But they try on a bunch of outfits. I I keep thinking that like, okay, these are just like their fun, horrible outfits. They'll put her in something amazing for the movie premiere and just like I mean it was the best one so far. Mm-hmm. But they were all bad, so I guess what does that really mean? Right. This the movie did you think they were gonna go to a real movie premiere? No, I. They're not gonna. They're not gonna send them to a real movie premiere. Okay, I thought they were. All right, I literally thought that they were going to go to a real premiere, and when they show, what was the title of it? Was it like you and me yeah. or something? Yeah. When they, when I saw that, I was like, oh, I've been duped. If I were Rachel, and that like they had told me that I was going to go to a pre- movie premiere, and then. I should have known if they dressed me in cheap costume, a cheap costume dress, and fake on fake on fake fur. <laughs> but 
to show the title on the the like the what is it the, the I bil- said monarchy the like, the board thing yeah the board yeah what's the board thing called I don't know it's the board thing uh, anyway on the board thing and it says you and me I literally was like no I would have been like take me home this is not what is this I would have I would have said take me home after they tried to convince me that twelve people with cameras. And one section of a wall that had you and me paper on it was the paparazzi at this movie premiere. Right. Like the, all that of, was the all most that was the most despicable thing of this date. All of was it. The, was the 12 cameras where like you had one spot to take photos of because if you went any further to the right or left, you would see the end of the wall. I literally would have been like, take me home. My movie collection at home is more is is more fun and important than this here. Like take me home, I will I will watch Last of the Mohicans, a real film. <laughs> <laughs> and act like I was that that premiere or something. Just anything ridiculous. I would have picked any random ridiculous movie to just be like my my film collection at home is better than what you guys are about to do to me. And lo and behold, what do they do after they ran out the back of the back of the back of the back of an AMC theater? Okay, hold like- on. Before we get too ahead of ourselves, we do have to head back to the mansion. Because Gabby has arrived. Gabby has arrived at the mansion. And she wants to make more connections with the guys. So what she ends up doing is standing in the back and watching them throw the football. Yeah. Yeah. Strike number one. Of how I felt weird about this episode yeah, was this the was, weird football I mean, game with Gabby there. We saw this on Michelle's day, Michelle season two, where they exactly. had like the slumber party thing, and like nobody was talking to her. Mm-mm. There seems to become an increasing focus on the bromance, which yeah. is nice. Like I think this is cool that these like these guys are all great friends now. Like speaking mm-hmm. of bromances from Michelle season, did you see that Nate is moving to LA and moving in with Rodney? No, I didn't. They're moving in together in L.A. Wow. So, but but that's the point. Like, there seems to be, like, a strong focus on, from the guys, at least the guys who don't think they have a chance. Which that one, like, obviously Nate had a chance because he won. But there seems to be a focus by some of these guys. Like, okay, well, at least I'll make some lifelong friends while I'm here. Yeah, yeah. I think that, um... Yeah, watching these guys play football, I I think it's a little different than Michelle's season, though, because Mich- with Michelle, it was she was the only bachelorette. So they knew that she this is the girl that they've got to put time with. So I could see how they would take that for granted a bit because they're like, oh, well, we have even though we don't have more time, we have more time with her. But with Gabby, I kind I was surprised because it really was an opportunity for the guys that are there for Gabby to be like, oh, we get, we we won't be distracted <coughs> by someone else. You know, you know what I mean? Like, we won't have to compete or split our time between two women. Like, we, the guys that were there for Gabby could have been like, this is the time. Right. She's here. Let's hang out with her. But they didn't even try. And if they did, they edited it out. I think this is the time where you bring you bring her into the kitchen, have a snack with her, grab a drink, 
grab a bag of popcorn and just chat. Especially if no one else is going. You're like, okay, well, mm-hmm. it seems like this is a pretty easy time for me to slip in. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, yeah, so I was I was surprised by that. I really was. Yeah, she, she says the lack of effort is a decision at this point. I feel like I'm giving so much to them and, like, they're not giving everything back. I deserve to be loved, but I do deserve to be... I deserve to be loved, but I do deserve to be loved by a person that wants to be loved by, that I want to be loved by. So this this is where we start to see, like, Gabby's, like, real insecurities, like, take over the episode. Yeah. Yeah. And Gabby's insecurities really were highlighted several times last mm-hmm. night. For sure. Because that uh, line, that line, while true doesn't really like didn't really fit i thought in that situation mm-hmm. right i didn't i didn't either because yeah, she, she that... finishes up by saying because it seems like the people that i wanted to love i wanted to love me didn't but no one loves anybody yet i feel i think that's what i'm saying like i think this became like you know the funny thing in tv shows where like somebody starts a rant about something that's actually going on like for that mm-hmm. person and they turn it about themselves Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's almost like she started this as an issue with the guys, and it turned into a insecurity about her mother. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. When what she was saying, I was like, that is more applicable to the situation with her mom, because these guys, you barely know them right now. You know, we don't even know who they are. So for her to. I mean, I understand that her insecurities are highlighted. They're under a microscope right now, a magnifying glass, if you will. So they look so much bigger to us right now. They probably feel so much bigger to her. But I just, I understand that she was kind of feeling a little pushed aside, like they didn't care. And that would be hard because then I feel like I would personally walk away and be like, is everyone here for Rachel? If I had walked away from the vibe that at least they showed in the edit that they showed us, yeah, I would have been like, "Is no, are, are there nobody? Is nobody here for me?" And there are people here who have made it very clear to her that they're there mm-hmm. for her. Because so the they, guys that were there for her, why didn't they talk to her? Like all of those men were there. You know what I mean? Because so if they think, didn't do anything just off to like the top of whatever just off the top of my head nate was there uh-huh eric was there who said that he's into her mm-hmm. jason's there who said i'm not into rachel i am into you mm-hmm. wasn't Did mario you... there mario was mario there. was there yeah like so that's what i don't understand like the guy who's the guy that has the hair that she went out with that's or... nate nate okay nate um aka yeah. killmonger yes Literally, yeah. Like every time, every time I see him, that's all I think of. Um, but yeah, like I was surprised that he didn't make more of a move. Th- that was the most surprising one. Mm-hmm. And like I said, if they did, they edited out. Which they very edited, well could have edited. Edited. That's. I'm having real trouble with that word right now. <coughs> so yeah, that was definitely interesting. But let's cut back to uh, the quote-unquote movie premiere. Mm-hmm. They're going to just watch a bunch of home videos projected onto a big screen. And then somebody named Matt White is going to be uh, 
playing the piano. Whatever. Like, sitting there watching their home videos, it was cute, but I feel like they should know each other a couple dates in, a little longer, to have that mean something. Yeah, this is really early to be like, hey, we've talked for about 20 minutes total in our lives. Let mm-hmm. me show you me as a t- child, and I'm going to see you as a child. Like, even some of my closest friends didn't see, like, or I hadn't told them, like, childhood stories until, like, we were, like, deeper into our friendship. So, like, for me to go on a first date with somebody and take out my baby pictures, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that, and, and I feel like that kind of was one of those things where it was playing on emotions because then we see he got um, emotional about his mom and the message that she had given him. And then, you know, Rachel gets emotional because, like, she's, I mean, like I said, you're under this this magnifying glass, and so everything feels bigger. Mm-hmm. I feel like I would have just sat there feeling awkward, forced smiling awkward. Yeah, that's fair. Uh-huh. You show me a guy's baby, baby pictures and his, this reel of his life, and I'm like, cool, okay, so what kind of coffee do you like? Like, <laughs> right. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, but yeah. I, I don't know. I'm sitting here in a cheap dress and I'm watching you like as a three year old. I Yeah. Well this I didn't like I didn't like any of it. This part was fine, but it led to a cute moment where Zach Zach tells Rachel that his dad wanted to always be a pilot and they would go sit up at the airport and watch the planes take off. Rachel starts crying. She says, I did that with my dad, too. And then that was, I think, where was like, okay, well, Zach might win. Okay, here's the deal with that moment. All right. <laughs> Be real with you. I did that with my dad as a kid. And so, for me, when I heard them talking about it on TV, it did not feel that special. Like, I was like, wait. But are you, like, a, pi- are you a pilot? I'm not a pilot. I do want to be. Fun fact, I do want my pilot's license. There's, there's so. a difference between someone who watched planes and has interest in being a pilot and someone who seems like piloting is their career and their life. Okay, with Rachel, makes sense. With him, it doesn't. I feel like it was just like something fun that happened. Like like I said, for me, like it was something fun that, you know, my dad, it would take my sister and I too like on Sundays. Yeah. Like, and I don't even know if they still have that at the airport. I don't think they have that lot anymore. But like, yeah, we used to do that. So when I heard them say it, it didn't feel that special. Even though it's a, a special memory for my own personal life. When they were talking about it, they were like, oh my gosh, I used to do that with my dad. I literally sat there, I ate a slice of pizza and I was like, I did that with my dad. So what? Are you guys my soulmate? Like, <laughs> like what's his name? What's the guy's name that she went Zach. on date with? Zach. Zach. Like, I was like, is Zach my soulmate too? Like, what? I don't, I don't know. Not if a guy tells me, <laughs> okay. I, I don't know. Put me in that situation. I may feel different. Yeah. I may feel different. I mean, now that I'm yeah. like being, I'm being a little condescending right now. Um, I mean, you, you can be at times. Okay, whatever. 
I just tell it like I think it is. That's, it the, didn't feel that special to me. Look, I, I don't want you to come in here and be like, oh my God, this is the most precious thing ever if you don't feel that way. <laughs> tell me how you feel. All right. Uh, so obviously after a, I would say average at best daytime and an emotional evening time, he obviously gets the, the date rose and they mm-hmm. move on. I say obviously, but she already she's already one for one sending people home on one-on-ones. So yeah. there's that. And then we head to Gabby's one-on-one with Eric. But, okay, it's one-on-one with Eric and Grandpa John. I feel like Grandpa John was not used on the right date. And I feel like that Grandpa John card got pulled and played way too early. Oh, yeah, it was, it was incredibly early. And also love the fact that they put him in the same sweater he was wearing. <laughs> I did notice that. He's wearing the same sweater that he was last season. But yeah, the Grandpa John card was way too early. Like, you gotta and, and, build that it stuff It concerns up. me, because I don't know how much we'll see him in if we're already seeing him now. Right. Like, I kinda, I wanted that to be, like, the hometown again. You know, um, like, I wanted to look forward to that. They could have done that middle season. Like, he could have, like, hosted a game or something. I don't know. There could have been something so... There were so many better things that they could have done. They used him too early. Was yeah. he adorable? Yes. Was he super, like, just chill and low-key and having fun? For sure. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, he, he, it was great. You know, it was just a weird time to be playing at that already. Yeah. And, like, he was saying, like, it's... I've never been on a date where somebody's grandpa's been there. You know? Yeah. I mean, it'd <laughs> be just, weird if he had. I just don't... I just, I don't get it. I didn't like it. No. Uh, so they drive, they drive off and with Gabby and Eric up front, Grandpa John in the back, and they go to a sound bath. Yeah. Okay, the sound bath also felt like, it felt like those dates that somebody takes somebody on when they're trying to figure out if they're going to send them home or not. And the ones again, that we complain about at the end of the, at the, like, towards the end of the season. Yeah, and I didn't think this was a sound bath. No. Isn't it a sound bath where you lay in, like, an inch of water? And it's supposed to, like, give you, like, and then they, like, take out all sound? Isn't it a sound bath? I'm not going to lie to you. I actually don't know. Hang on. We're going to figure this out. We're going to find this out. Okay, so what then at the state... They, uh, they're just chilling, uh, with this lady named, K- uh, Kersha, who's a sound ceremony host. And okay, she- wait. A sound bath is a deeply immersive, full-body listening experience that intentionally uses sound to invite gentle yet powerful therapeutic and restorative processes to nurture your mind and body. The experience begins with each person lying down or seated in a comfortable comfortable position, often with a blanket or an eye mask. This this is if in 800 years if this show is still on and moved on to another country and they go to some random American like cultural station and they have like the weird they have the weird, uh, you know how they sometimes have the weird religious ceremonies? Mm-hmm. 
if they were to have a weird American religious ceremony that had no value and provided nothing and did nothing for you, this is what they would do. It, like, I, I, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know what, what's the origin of sound, ba- sound bathing. I don't even know. I think it's all some L.A. bullcrap. Sound bath. Waves of soothing echoing. I kind of want to go to one. No, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> but yeah, so you don't have to be, you don't have to be in water. Like you can literally be like on your yoga mat. I don't know what I'm thinking of, but I guess I was thinking of something else. But uh, Kirsch is going to lead them through an intention setting ceremony. And they're going to, uh, they do some relaxing and Grandpa John pretends to fall asleep. Right, exactly. Pretends. It was funny, (laughs) haha, but like, come on. I saw on Instagram late or earlier today, they were like, oh, Grandpa John, always sneaking a nap here or there. I was like, no, no. He was not sleeping. He says at any, at any, at my age, any new experience is a good experience. Okay, where's my beer? Crazy uncle, crazy Grandpa John. John, my goodness. Uh, so I then, guess. after that, they all go bowling, and Gabby grabs a an older lady from a couple lanes down and asks if she wants she wants to bowl with them, and it becomes a double date. I I love I love that Grandpa John was there. Just announce him as the senior bachelor. Like that, I, like the way that this could have been great, him coming in early like this could have been like, also see me next season on Senior Bachelor. You know? <laughs> like if he just like broke in the fourth wall and like looked at the camera and announced his his like and announced himself being the next Bachelor, that would be hilarious. <coughs> but everything just feels so contrived to me. Yeah, it didn't have to with him being there. It didn't have to. No, just let, like, he, they tried to provide what they believed to be the perfect Grandpa John experience. Mm-hmm. With the jokes and where's my beer and falling asleep. Just, like, let him be him. He's actually obviously funny. Yeah. Because that's clearly where Abby, Gabby gets her sense of humor. So just let mm-hmm. him be himself. You don't have to give him lines. No. They always, they always like do line. this. They do this yeah. every time. They have something fun or someone fun, and they beat them into the ground, and they, people no longer enjoy it because they try to make it too much of something. Just let them be them. Mm-hmm. I think that um, I I am also worried that uh, they'll do that with Tony, Rachel's dad. Yeah, I mean he doesn't seem like he is up for shenanigans. But I think that they could convince him to be like, oh, really lean into the mafia type dad. I I don't think that I don't think he Grandpa John seems to be enjoying the limelight a little bit, which I would get like I would be too. <laughs> yeah. Tony seems like he honest to God could not care less. And would rather hurt, would rather Rachel not be on the show at all. So I don't think he's gonna play the games. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. I think that... I just think it's sad. <coughs> like, this Grandpa John experience could have been so great to me. I would have loved it. I loved when he first showed up. You know? Loved the hometowns. It was hometown, right? Yeah. 
Okay. Um, but yeah, you're right. I think that they just beat a dead horse and they're like, oh, he's funny. You love Grandpa John. Let's literally put him in the same sweater that he was in the last time you saw him. And I remember this because they talked about how him and Clayton had the same wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to, so they play, they play a little bowling and then they head off to the dinner portion. Uh, Eric makes sure to tell Gabby that he is not here for Rachel. He is there for her. And then does the the normal, but at this time with this particular bachelorette, unfortunate move of telling them, telling her how great his parents are together. Okay, so this is the part where I will say I did step out because I had ordered a pizza, and um, they had sent me the wrong pizza. So then I had to get another pizza. <laughs> nice. So I missed this part. I when I came back and she was outside, like crying, being like, "Can I do this?" And I was like, "Can you do what? This whole thing was happening." Yeah. So basically, he tells her that his parents are deep soulmates and the best team I've ever seen. Okay. And she says, okay. "It's hard for her to open up because she's been hurt so many times by a parent." I'll maybe never know what it's like to have a mother's love. She said that this to him. Yes. Okay. Now, now you're you're getting me like to the the part where I was missing because I was like I'm so confused about what's happening. Why is she crying? What did he do? And this part I thought was interesting. So right here, she is like she's obviously getting emotional. That's a very emotional and and deep thing to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We cut to a wide shot where if you look closely, it looks like he's saying something, oh. but you don't hear anything. Oh. So it made it seem like he totally didn't react? Yes. Mm. I think he said something and he's going to go far, but they're trying to make it seem like it's not. Or did they make it seem like he didn't say anything because they're making him to be some sort of like weird somewhat shady Nick Vile villain. Maybe because she once she like takes a minute and like it comes back uh-huh. she seems very into him. Yeah. She seems so into him that it was weird to me. So I think like he, he must have said something both incredibly sweet and helpful because that's the only reason for her to respond the way she did Mm -mm. to what it seemed like what happened but so but why did he act so he acts so despondent like he didn't seem like he he was listening but he didn't really react to me in a way that the vibe he gave off to me, did not warrant her leaning in so closely, trying to get on his lap, well, I think, and then kissing him. I think that was a part of the confusion for everyone, because I'm just like, well, he clearly did something to suggest that he had warranted this level of intimacy. That but, was the weirdest thing to me. But also, that's a lot to process for yeah, him. yeah. 
Because you have to go, because like, in a normal Bachelor situation, Bachelor or Bachelorette season, mm-hmm. like, your parents are either divorced or they're like the greatest things in life. Yeah. So you portray yeah. your parents, even if they're not like super great together, but they've been together a long time and they have a good marriage, you portray them as the best. Mm-hmm. So then that's if Eric has ever seen an epi- ever seen a season, that's the move. Like mm-hmm. you're just like I yeah. I have this vision of what great marriage looks like and I can I want to find that. And she's yeah. like I don't know what that is. My mother doesn't love me. Like I just think that there was a lot. Like I don't really like Eric. I don't really like his mullet. I don't really like his vibe. I'm just gonna toss that out there. And yes, I do think that he's a little Nick Vial Nick Vial esque. Said it before when I first saw him, like yeah, episode this one. Is true. I was like, I don't know that vibe. That vibe though. So he seems a little cocky to me, but. I didn't feel like he was as into her as the way that she, when she leaned in and like then tried to like get on his lap or whatever, all of that was so awkward to me. All of the whole move, that whole move, everything. I was Once again, it leads me to believe that we missed something. I don't, I I don't, I felt like he looked like he missed something. (laughs) Like that felt to me, I was like, I don't know why she did that like i really wish we could like pull it up and watch it again because that whole vibe i i just didn't like it. i didn't know I, what was going on i think we could watch that 10 times and i don't understand what happened yeah but that that lean in that scoot in that like kiss i was like what i felt like it was it was so it was so ill-placed like even that whole that whole section of it even though it was a move made on Gabby's part, felt like it was happening somewhere else and got dropped in here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I I just don't know. I felt like yeah. that was edited in and of itself, but it wasn't because we were watching it. Yeah. Gabby comes back to the table and says, this week it's all rained so heavy. Like, am I the right person for The Bachelorette? He, Eric says she's a really unique person and that he will not hold anything back with her and then he she sits on his lap and they make out and then they go inside and make out with her sitting on his lap and then he gets the rose I just didn't didn't like it 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 was something man and then because we don't really have any time for anything else because we have so much to cover it's group day time with Franco and I, my favorite tweet from last night from Brett Vergara, he tweeted out, I think the Bachelor franchise is just a social experiment to see how many times we are forced to sit through a wedding photo shoot before we lose track of time and space. Honestly, like, if I have to see Franco one more time, is he even a real photographer? Is he taking real pictures? <laughs> that would be the best. Have we Actual credentials. I feel like I've just accepted him <laughs> as saying he's a wedding photographer for so long that I'm like, he, this guy could have been an actor and like he's probably like extra number 343 in like a King of Queens episode. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. 
he might not even when he holds that camera is he really taking pictures or did it come from the same party city that rachel's dress came from i don't know i so they have they have the guys dress up in some costumes this is not your traditional photo shoot date this is the exact opposite they do a bunch of weird photo shoots uh and one of them they're all in provocative cowboy outfits and they're dumping water on someone and another one someone's pretending to have a giant baby uh we have a seemingly cute one where nate is proposing to gabby in a fancy outfit i didn't really see how that one fit in nothing nothing fit in with this absolutely nothing why did you have someone dressed up in a body cast and like one of those like head gear thingies why i don't know it was whole episode gave me a headache i don't understand it i think that's what i'm going to say the entire season i don't understand it (laughs) Yeah, it was definitely odd. Uh, we head to the after party. <coughs> My apologies. We head to the after party. It is at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles where the Chargers and the Rams play. Okay, I will say the after party. Now that's when the episode kicked into gear for me. This is where I was like, okay. <laughs> this, is where I started to, this is where I started to get concerned and it only got worse for me. It. Yeah, no, I loved, I loved this train wreck. I loved it. Uh, So here, the exact opposite of the last group date evening portion, Rachel is having a great time and Gabby, zero out of 10, did not recommend because Rachel is having a great time with Avon and they're making out and she's making out with Jordan and she's kissing Tino. She's having a great she time. Super fun. She's drinking she's like, champagne, Gabby's playing football. Fun, as much fun as I am, because this is awesome. Well, Gabby is having a terrible time. She sits down with Tyler first. Tyler says, "Which one's Tyler?" Hmm? Tyler is the one from New Jersey that played the uh, basketball on the boardwalk with Gabby. I mean, with Rachel. That tells me nothing. I don't remember. He's I'm going to do that thing again where I don't He's one of the young, dark-haired white guys. I don't really know him and Tino and Jason and Hayden all look exactly the same. Yes. So she Gabby sits down with Tyler first. She's He tells her, I just felt like a really good connection with Rachel, and I really do want to pursue that. I want to be straight up with you because I respect you so much. This was the only person who handled this conversation properly. Right. Which shows me once again this. that Tyler's not only not Tyler not only cares about Rachel, but cares about at least cares about how Rachel how Gabby perceives Tyler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. I did respect this. It was like strike number one of like eighty. It felt like just a tumble downhill <laughs> for both of them. Ooh, no, nobody was like, spared the embarrassment this episode. This was crazy. Because, yeah, at first, so I do remember that when he says that. And she's like, Gabby is perfected. I don't know if she's perfected. But, like, the whole, like, somebody tells you, I just want to be friends. And she smiles and nods. And is like, "Mm -hmm." 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if I could smile and nod that many times. And they, granted, they probably edited together, so it felt like it was bam, 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 back together, back to back guys that are saying, no, I don't want to be with you. Oh, man, her smile and nods are <laughs> killing me. Yeah, and then she talks to, Ch- talks to Hayden, who says, today gave me a lot of clarity. I looked at my own life and why my why my values, who my values line up with, and I do have my intentions fully for Rachel. So Hayden, his whole rough around the edges comment is what got me. Yeah. He says, I think you have the bubbly aspect to you, the goofy aspect. You're a little bit more, I don't know what to say, rough around the edges. But y'all want people to be very direct with y'all. Yeah, I wasn't mad at it, you know. And I did see that he posted something and he apologized and was like, I'm glad that Rachel took the time to know who I am um, and not hold this against me. Because, you know, as soon as, well, we'll get to it, but this could have definitely been something when taken out of context, somebody could be like, what a douche. I didn't think it was a douchey thing to say, though. Do I I thought it was a douchiest thing that, I I think it was a douchiest thing that happened this entire episode. You do? You don't tell a girl she's rough around the edges? I mean, I know. I know. No, but there is 800 different ways to put that that aren't rough around the edges rough around the edges like that oh rough around the edges is inherently unfeminine that's true that is true you're making a valid point actually you're making a valid point and abby gabby should get to decide whether she wants to portray herself as feminine not hayden and clearly yeah. based on her voice and her demeanor and her fashion choices, she wants to be seen as feminine. Mm-hmm. Rough around There's the edges. Not, rough around the nothing, edges. Rough around the edges. There's nothing not the, feminine about Gabby, though. I'm sorry. There's nothing not feminine about Gabby. But rough around the edges isn't as as a as a description. Mm-hmm. I did share something um, that was posted on Instagram. I think it was. Oh, I don't remember who. Who had originally posted it now, but um, I reshared it. It was, um, oh, oh, well, we will talk about this too. Oh, dang it. It's gone now. Um, but it was like, here's two all the rats that are rough around the edges. And it was Gabby, um, Caitlin, and Hannah B. I saw that. Yeah, I saw yeah. that too. And I was like, that makes sense because they are like the, I don't want to say chaotic ones. They're the quote-unquote messy ones that are just very real. They're not put together in a pre-packaged sort of vibe. Mm -hmm. So that's why I do appreciate Gabby. Um, I mean, yeah. Would I like it if a guy told me I was rougher on the edges? No. No, I would not. I wouldn't like any of what these guys said to her. Yeah, but I think Jacob was worse. Uh, that's the one. Like that's I, I the forgot. One I forgot about. Say. I forgot about Jacob. That's the one. When, that when I talked about Hayden, I forgot about that. So yeah, Tarzan decides to uh, really go in for the kill. I feel like he saw he saw a wound 
Gabby was bleeding and he was like, oh, I wonder what it'd be like if I just like stabbed a knife into that wound again, but then like twisted it. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, he says, if you were the only person here, I don't think I could have the heart to continue. That blew my mind. How casually he said it too. It just rolled off the tongue. Like he just said it. It was like he just let it out. I think if I see why Jacob is single. the only person here, I don't think I could have the heart to continue. Like that is unbelievably worse than just rough around the edges. Rough around the edges, I feel like somebody could say and then they'd be like, you know what? No, that's not what I meant. What I mean is like just Rachel's very sensitive and sweet. And it's not like you're, you know what I mean? I get what he was trying to say. He just probably totally botched it. But no, I, I, he, I genuinely believe in my heart of hearts. He said exactly what he wanted to say the way he meant to say it. He does, he does seem like one of those like Southern gentlemen kind of quote unquote Southern gentlemen kind of guys that are just like, oh, I want my clean, pristine bellow the ball. That's the vibe that he gives me. I think he's an a-hole douche. Hayden. You think Hayden's a douche? No, I think Jacob's an a-hole douche. Oh, oh yeah, no, I'm talking about Hayden. I'm talking about Hayden. Yeah, Hayden Hayden does not want anyone that's not pristine. Yeah, I feel like Hayden is that guy that's like, oh, look at my wonderful, beautiful woman here that I'm bringing to all my work parties, you know, like, yeah. There, and there's problems in, in and of that <coughs> on its own. But I think that Jacob is surprised douche because I didn't think that he was this guy. But for him to say, also, like, if you were the only person here, I wouldn't have the heart to stay. What? That's just, it's honestly so wild as a and he concept. Didn't, he didn't even, like, really bat an eye when he said it. It wasn't like he was like, ooh, sorry. I mean, that came out wrong. It was like, well, now, now that now that we're, you know, talking about stuff, now that we're getting real, while I'm here and I have you, let me just say this other thing too. Right. No, it he, was. It so was after this, obviously, Gabby is distraught because she's had mm-hmm. three, one conversation that went okay, two conversations that went devastatingly for her. She says. These guys coming to me because I'm different. They don't want to be with me. Is like validating that maybe I'm too much for people. When it comes down to it, I want to be rough around the edges because I know who I am on the inside and I'm effing proud of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because Rachel does seem like, to be honest, Rachel does seem like the, the obvious choice for Bachelorette. If they're wanting to go the way that they've always gone, yes. aside from Caitlyn, who look what happened with Caitlyn and Hannah B, you know, um, they basically, for lack of a better word, like slut shamed them. Yes. So I feel like Rachel is the nice girl. She's pretty. She's gentle. She's delicate. So they would be like, oh, this is your new bachelorette. And nobody would have batted, batted an eye. Yeah. This is, it was just wild, and like, I knew that from the preview, obviously, that there were people that were going to be, a couple people that were going to turn down Rachel, so it was mm-hmm. weird to have in the same night 
people like rip Gabby apart. Yeah. And then have people after that in front of everyone and in front of the world turn down Rachel yeah. to her face. I'm just like, what is going on here? And only one of the people who got, I don't think any of the people who turned down Rachel got a rose. I don't think they did. No. And only one of the persons that was mean to Gabby got a rose. Who was that? Just oh, Hayden. Hayden. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is just so crazy to me, though. Like I said, this part of the episode, I was like, oh, man, I feel really bad for her. But then when they get back together and Rachel is like, because what surprised me is they didn't talk about this. They didn't discuss. They didn't have their like mini powwow beforehand. They just got back to the couch and they were like, okay. Like Rachel's like, let's do roses. I know who I'm going to give my rose to. I kissed a lot of boys. And, <laughs> and like everybody loves me, but I'm going to pick Avon, right? I think she picked yes. Avon. Yeah. Which, man, he is, he is something to behold. I'm just, I'm just saying. He's a favorite of mine. My my wife's uh, got her eye on Quincy. She's a Quincy fan. Oh, Quincy! If I'm thinking about the right guy, gives me um, Rodney vibes. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, yeah, but uh, um, so yeah, Rachel gives her rose to Avon. Uh, when it comes down to Gabby, Gabby says tonight's been kind of hard for me in ways, so I feel like I can't give a rose tonight. This is what I mean by, like, I'm surprised that they didn't powwow about this. Like, Rachel completely is taking it <laughs> Rachel is like, girl, wait, what? <laughs> the look on her face was amazing. I think that's why they didn't powwow. But see, I would have... I, I, I feel like they didn't get the opportunity to powwow because of how poorly yeah. it went for Gabby. Uh, like that reaction though that Rachel gave was like, excuse me, what? Do we need to talk first? You know, like it's already out there now. So, um, but yeah, I do applaud Gabby for making that choice though and not just going along with what she felt like she had to. She was legit like, uh, y'all kind of suck right now and I'm in a weird spot. So nobody's yeah. getting roses. Be, so then they, they, walk away they didn't do the traditional hug everyone goodbye they just walk off and have a conversation uh gabby tells rachel what hayden and jacob says and she says what the f are you kidding me what do they think insulting one of us is going to like make like because there's two of us they think that they can act this way like she's like trying she's trying to get across a point but she's Mm -hmm. like so angry that she can't even, like, make a lot of sense. It is weird that they're just like, I'm just going to treat this one like dirt because I'm trying to go over to the other side. I just, I don't know what I expect. I'm having a hard time figuring out what my expectations were with the way that these men would treat these women and how it is completely not matching up with anything. (coughs) I just assumed they were going to be normal. I didn't think that they would put down somebody. And that what what surprises me is the ease in which they put them down. Yeah. It was, it was They just like slit their throats and just like, okay, well, it is what it is. And maybe it's because of the quote unquote rough around the edges vibe. Like maybe they felt like they could 
say that to her and she wouldn't take it it wouldn't hurt her because she seems tougher than rachel i don't know either way you should still care about someone's feelings yeah uh as they walk away you hear rachel whisper under her breath i'm gonna kill him uh they hug and say i love you to each other on their way out and then gabby tells us i'm here to find a lifelong partner i'm not here to to teach dudes how to act right uh, the next day, they have a discussion about how they're going to change things up, and that their approach is going to be no cocktail party, and just make the guys choose from there who they want to be with. Which I think we could have saved some of the issues with a cocktail party. If they had told them that that's what's going to happen, and these guys had the ability to have these conversations with uh-huh. The person they were more interested in at yeah. the cocktail party? Yeah. We could have saved Rachel some embarrassment. Yeah. Because she would have seen the way it was going. She would have been able to have at least one more vibe with somebody or been like, hey, I actually don't have a vibe with this guy. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because at this point, they're kind of going off of old information. Right. So... <coughs> I just don't. There are so many things that I think I would have changed. First of all, I think that Jesse could have. I don't know. I feel like they need to tag Jesse in a little bit more. There's so much testosterone in this house. I feel like Jesse needs to be like the liaison. He needs to be like going in here, then talking to Gabby and Rachel and been like, all right, feels like the guys are feeling a little bit of this way or a little bit of that way. I don't know if there's like an opportunity for like a big brother moment here. I don't know. (laughs) But like, Jesse, I will say though, I'm glad that Jesse had more to do than just the, this is the final rose. Like Chris Harrison had gotten down to, just this is the final rose. Jesse was walking in and out. We saw him several times. Homeboy was like, listen, I gotta (laughs) take these roses now. Which also threw me for a loop. Like, I literally, I was laying down on my couch at this point. And when he started taking roses, I was like, (gasps) (laughs) it just, the stakes felt so much higher on this one. But I I do think that they could have had that cocktail party. I think it would have been easier. Yeah. So, as last week, when they handed out the roses, the roses were a collective rose. But it seemed like they were handing out roses to people that were for them. Yeah. Even though it wasn't, like, meant to be like that. This time, if you accept Gabby's rose, you will only be dating Gabby. And if you are accept Rachel's rose, you're only dating Rachel. And... That freaked me out. It's a lot so to process, kind of but, like, I think by now, you should just know. I don't. I think that they should give them another week. I really do. <laughs> I think that halfway through, they should know. Halfway through, it would make sense to me to halfway through. But this was early. This was like, there were so many men already that started out with like 30 plus. It was like, what, the most men ever on The Bachelorette? You know? But I, but I once, once they split the group in half, at this point, you're only at nine each. So if they take out... They got say four more people. You're starting your portion of the season with seven men. 
Yeah. That's not enough men. It just, everything felt too early for me. And maybe it's because I'm a fan of giving people time to like think and prepare. Yeah. Because I feel like it'd be a little bit more authentic because I wouldn't want to give somebody an ultimatum super early or give somebody an ultimatum at the that moment and then have them pick me and then later be like, oh shoot though, oh, maybe I maybe I really actually wanted to date her. And now that, because I didn't really have a chance to get to know you very well, I just thought you were really pretty. And now thinking about the times that I did talk to the other one, I think the more connection is there. You know, like this was just a, hey, you got to pick now. Like that would have sent me into a spiral panic if I were those guys. And I didn't know if I didn't know. And some of those guys hadn't had one-on-one time to even know. (laughs) And maybe... I guess I feel secure. You said you listened to last week. So Sadie mm-hmm. and I were very clearly on the same page. Mm-hmm. When it came to which one of these women we would marry in a heartbeat. Rachel. Yes. So maybe my thought process is because I, from watching them up until this point, know exactly who I would be marrying. Yeah. Maybe I'm just like, so well, yeah. you're like, just, oh, to you, it's obvious. To me, yeah. And I I think I think Gabby's incredible. Mm-hmm. I think Gabby, Gabby's going to make someone very lucky in the marriage mm-hmm. department if she gets married. But Gabby's yeah. not my type, and that's fine. And Gabby's very obviously Nate's type. Mm-hmm. But I just feel yeah. like, I just feel like, I continue to go back to the point where they're they're just so different. Uh huh. But if you're really if you're really leaning into this the way that you should be leaning into this, you should give both of them a shot. And I don't think that some of these guys were done giving both of them a shot because, like I said, it was so early on <coughs> that they didn't really get to spend an appropriate amount of time with both women. Like, it would make sense to me if someone went home this week that hadn't really made a connection with either one of them. Send them home. But next week, then I would have been like, okay, now you got to know. Right. But this, I don't think that these guys were done. And I think that forcing someone to make a choice right now, today, is detrimental to the process, which I think we'll probably see the ramifications of making somebody choose like that. Probably. Uh, We start off the episode with three people having roses. Eric is sitting in Team Gabby's area, the living room. Uh, It's so weird that they were like in teams too. Yeah, it did did make it feel very teamy. And then there was Avon and Zach who were chilling outside as part of Rachel's group. And then, once again, if you're offered a rose and you accept it, then that becomes your bachelorette for the rest of the season. If you accept the ro- if you are offered a rose and deny it, we've learned we learn that you go back in line and wait to see if the other person offers you a rose. Man, oh man, oh man, oh man! This is when it got good. So I think they both made the obvious decision. Of mm-hmm. picking the person that they know will not decline their rose first. 
to get them started off right. well. Rachel uh, offers her first rose to Tino, who, unless Tino like saw Rachel like stab someone in the street, <laughs> he's all in. He, he was in. Like he's like for sure. Yeah. And in the same way with Gabby and Nate, I think I think Nate would have like overlooked it. Like it's, she had a hard day. She's allowed he's to stab super somebody. Smitten. He's super smitten. Yes. Like he's like he's like she killed some people. They probably just didn't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, where's the body? I'll make sure it's disposed of properly. Right. Uh, but this is where we struggle. First, Rachel offers his rose to Termaine. And we didn't talk about this, but the opening scene has Termaine saying that he's really interested in Gabby. So he... Mm. He declines the rose. This is where Jesse lets us know that uh, if you do not accept the rose then you're going to go back in line. And then for whatever reason, he takes the rose away. Okay. Like when he took the rose, I thought that like, she would have a chance to be like, okay, so you're not getting this rose. I'll wait. Gabby has a chance to offer her rose to somebody while I think about who I'm going to, you know, offer it to now. And then I don't know. But when he came in, I don't know what I thought. I just did not anticipate the removal of a rose and the removal of a shot that Rachel had at love. <laughs> it's like, I was like, hang on. So because <laughs> that guy didn't want me, like now I'm down on man. Like what? It was crazy. And the fact that, um, what's his name? Uh, the guy that turned it down. Termaine. Termaine. Okay. A, I didn't remember Termaine until this night. Oh, I right. remembered him because he's he's crypto guy. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Never never trust a crypto bro. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So he shouldn't have been offered a rose at all. But no. like so I I do appreciate the fact that he was very aware that he was the first man to to do this. He did not want to be like, that man. He was like, um I I don't want to be that guy, but and the fact that the guys in the back are like, what just happened? Somebody turned on a rose, you know? But then when they're like, okay, you go back up. And that makes sense. He's obviously like, oh, oh, I go back up. Because I think he was thinking like, at this point, I'm probably out. You know, but then they're like, go back up. He's like, oh, okay. So I still get a chance to get picked. But I think we would have we would have had less turndowns if that wasn't an option. Uh, if it was turn on a rose and, and leave. Yeah. I think more people would have accepted Gabby's uh, Rachel's rose. Just throwing yeah. it out there. No, I, I I think that's true. That's true because then you, it's like you have another shot. Because it's like paradise, where you like, take some rose, but then you're like, I'm still here, but it gives me another option to get to know this one. Yes, you know, um, which it it just makes sense that way to me until it doesn't, which would have been next week. Um, but yeah, I think that that was so awkward. When Jesse comes in and is like, I gotta take this rose now, I was like, What is happening right now? I don't, I, at this point, I was like tweeting furiously, having an ex. Unfortunately, I was, my wife was watching someone else's daughter last night. So I am mm-hmm. processing this at home by myself. <laughs> I'm like, 
picture this. I am just standing there watching the TV because I didn't want my my son to wake up. So the TV was quiet. I was sitting just in front of it. And I'm just like, every time someone walks up and then she offers them a rose and they cover their face, I like start to pace. I'm like, oh God, it's happening again. <laughs> because it's a real, like, this is a very weird fear. This is like being the captain of your team and picking picking teams in school and like, Imagine you're not picked. Like this is what it felt. It was like the it was like the reverse of that. When you're in the line and you're waiting to be picked by somebody to be on their team, but only now it's I feel like it's the same vibe, same feeling that you get from not being picked. But now you're doing the picking and that person has the chance to be like, "Nah, I like the other one. I want to go to the other team." Well, I feel like that's what they expect that's how they expected this to go was mm-hmm. scenario 1. And then it ended up going how you mentioned scenario two, unfortunately, at least for Rachel. It didn't go that way for Gabby. Gabby did not get turned down. Gabby just got turned down the night before. All of her turndowns were obvious. And they made the point when they went to, like, regroup and talk. She was like, this is so embarrassing for me. It's like, this happened to me. This is what happened last night. She said, yours didn't happen in front of everyone. Right. Right. That's what's different. And I think if Gabby hadn't told Rachel the names of each person that had made her feel the way that she felt too, I think that there would have been, I don't know. I feel like that obviously, that obviously affected who she was going to pick, except for Hayden, because she wasn't, she but still, that was the last she let him go down the wire. That was the last pick. Right. She let him go down the wire. But I feel like if, Actually, I don't know. I don't know how it would have been different. But that is what the difference is. Hers happened one-on-one and she was humiliated. Rachel is like, here, I'm offering you my rose. And they're like, nah. Yeah. So Spencer Spencer accepts Gabby's next rose. Uh, then Alec turns down Rachel's rose. He says, I don't think I'm the one for you. Yeah. So I don't think I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm the right one for you and then she's just like she's trying to keep it together at this point which she's doing the best she can but she's obviously gonna fail and then uh, Jason Jason comes up and accepts Gabby's rose Rachel once again goes to someone tried and true is said I'm here for you she calls up Tyler and says thank God like Tyler's not gonna turn me down Tyler's already told me that he's here for me Mm -hmm. then Mario accepts Gabby's rose. Ethan accepts Rachel's rose. Kirk accepts Gabby's rose. Jordan accepts Rachel's rose. Quincy accepts Gabby's rose. And then Meatball himself turns Rachel down. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't know for the life of me what Meatball was doing. (laughs) I don't think I really thought that Meatball was... I would have thought that he was going to go home. I didn't think that he was going to get offered a rose. Well, I don't think he was either. Oh, you're right. Because, like, he got offered a rose because, like, the other guys got... Because she'd already been turned down twice. So Aiden, Hayden, and Meatball were not intentionally supposed to be on her team. Uh Uh-huh. She was trying to have two other people. So how does that feel? How does that feel as the guys that ended up being on her team... I would be like, am I just here because the other guys went home? 
<laughs> but right, Meatball, I don't know. I don't even remember seeing them together. I to pick him. Not, I don't think he's had any one-on-one time with either of them that I've seen. But at this point, after she's been humiliated again, this is when they step out of the room, have their little powwow. Rachel whispers, this was supposed to be us taking the power back. We literally handed it right back to them by doing this. Uh, Rachel says that she feels like she and anyone who accepts her rose looks stupid. Uh, they kind of pull themselves together and go back in. And then Michael accepts her at Gabby's rose. Michael, this is the first I've ever seen him in my life. Yep. And then Hayden <laughs> accepts Rachel's rose. I, okay, here's what I was confused about. Wasn't there a shot of when Rachel offered her final rose, wasn't there a shot and Gabby's, Gabby still had a rose? Did you notice that? I did not notice that. I could have sworn Gabby still had a rose when Rachel offered her final rose because I was thinking Gabby still had one to offer. And then they were like, gentlemen, if you weren't, if you didn't get a rose, take a moment and say your goodbyes. And I was like, wait, what? So then I saw this morning on um, Instagram, Bachelor Data, my friend Susanna had posted and she had talked about it. It's all in the editing, like the editing, because Rachel gave her first rose and Rachel finished by giving the last rose. But she was like, with the amount of men that were there, even with people dropping out or not getting, getting back in the running, you know, like, Rachel losing her her roses. Um, it still didn't make sense that she opened the rose ceremony and ended. So it's all in the editing makes you feel like Rachel got less men than Gabby, but she actually didn't. No, she but she has eight. She has eight, and Gabby ha- Gabby has nine. Yes. Okay, but it feels the- like it feel it made it feel like she like lost so much. She did because she remember she started out with two, mm-hmm. and Gabby had one. She did the first one, the first rose, offered the last rose, and still had less because mm-hmm. of her three turndowns. Mm-hmm. Because if you have here, we have Team Gabby, we have Nate, Johnny, Spencer, Jason, Mario, Kirk, Quincy, Michael, and Eric. For Rachel, we have Tino, Logan, Tyler, Ethan, Jordan, Hayden, Avon, and Zach. Mm-hmm. So Gabby has nine men and Rachel has eight. Before we go back to like, I, I, in a minute, in a minute, I'm going to tear this franchise apart. But did you see like the final thing? Absolutely, of course I did. Where Meatball tries to get back. So is Meatball in the show or not? Me like, yeah, he probably he probably will. He probably will be back in. They're probably like, they walk through to like, look, I know, you're not going to pick him. I know you're not going to pick him. You know you're not going to pick him. He knows you're not going to pick him. Mm-hmm. But dude's weird. And he's made good TV so far. And he's a meatball we're, we're, we're willing to continue to bring him along if you're interested. I hate that they're willing to waste people's time like this. Because Meatball is going to be on Paradise. Well, I think they all, I think they enter this all understanding the same thing. 
that Meatball is not winning this season. Absolutely not. And it's not like he's ugly. No, he's he's just painted him. But when you become Meatball Guy, you eliminate yourself from being the sexy, suave guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, Meatball is definitely. Oh. (laughs) I just realized something. Yeah. Um, But I. I understood what Meatball was saying, though. Because he was like, I Meatball is exactly the conundrum that I was trying to describe of not having enough time and then panic choosing. And then he panic chose, it blew up in his face. And now he's like, uh, let me back in, please. You know, but yeah. like, I think that Meatball knew in his gut. But then he chose, and then he's like, "I don't know, I don't know." If he had gotten one more week, then he would have been he would have felt more comfortable going home, and then they would have felt more comfortable not having given him a rose. Like Rachel wouldn't even have chosen him; he would have just gone home next week, maybe even voluntarily. Right? You know what I mean, though. Like yeah. this put us yeah. all and him in a weird place. Everybody, Rachel included. Everybody was in a weird place because they did not allow at least one more week. And in one more week, I think it's just a couple of days. It's not that, it's not a full week, I don't think so. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, Meatball comes back and he's like, hey girl, so I think I I think I chose poorly. I think I just thought about it. And um, I actually did have a connection with you. And she's like, but I gave you my rose. He's like, let's give this another shot. She's like, but I offered you the rose. I gave you my rose. Homegirl's like, I lost a rose because of you. Right. Okay, so before I begin my thoughts, my wife texted me a while ago, and she wanted me to share her thoughts. Okay. Now, this is through text because she was already gone, but this is all in capital letters. So imagine I'm screaming this, because I'm, but I'm not. My toddler's asleep, so I'm not going to scream this, but imagine someone screaming this. Rachel should not have to go through so much humiliation in one rose ceremony. This is all because they canceled another effing cocktail party like usual. Of course. Of course. They canceled that party. And was it the girls that canceled the party or was it the producers that canceled the party? Probably the producers. Because you think the producers like, this is going to be a straight up, this word I can't say because we're a family podcast, blank show. Yes. I believe that's why they canceled it. Okay. My thoughts on this season so far. Okay, in terms of the in terms of Gabby and Rachel are this. The entire franchise, Warner Brothers, ABC, Jesse Palmer, Chris Harrison, uh friggin' the guy who always makes weird tweets and nobody actually gives a crap about what he thinks, Mike Fleiss and the creator and all these trash human beings did this to them. They should be embarrassed because they knew this would happen. They effing knew this would happen. And they chose to do a fly by the seat of their pants, build a ship in the sky sort of season. But in a season like this, it needs the exact opposite. Mm Mm-hmm. 
this cannot be a season you build a ship in the sky because not only do you have one woman that you are that you should be protecting, you have two. This is a season you needed to be protecting everyone the best you could, have every scenario protected, every scenario prepared for, because these two women, you put them through shit last season, and you're doing it again because... You are no longer interested in finding love. Right. This season, this it's show all is about. It's just all about ratings. It's this all show about is no ratings. longer interested in finding love. I feel like that's the difference between shows like this and then the newer brand of shows like The Ultimatum, like, like Love, love is, is Blind. Blind. They are mm-hmm. actually hoping these people fall in love. Mm-hmm. The Bachelor, the Bachelor franchise is no longer interested. Because they're probably looking at the numbers and seeing, like, the odds of people actually staying together, getting married, staying together, are significantly decreasing. But, but see, like even, the th- even the Bachelorettes, even the Bachelorettes don't get married anymore. Because of what they're doing. They're doing mm-hmm. too much. Elon, Elaine Gale, do you know who that is? Mm-mm. He's a former, exec- he's a former uh, head of, executive producer of the show. He is now the executive producer of F-Boy Island over on HBO Max. <laughs> and he's also got a show on Amazon Prime. He did an interview a couple weeks ago before the season started with Juliet Littman over at the Bachelor Party. And she says, how much do you involve yourself? Or do you have your producers involve themselves in the day-to-day minutia of the show? And he says, basically he says he doesn't. The people who put themselves on reality TV, given the opportunity, will make more chaos than you can instill. But the Bachelor producers and the Bachelor leadership have pushed it so far the other way. They've created such, like, it's almost like, they're like, actually, we prefer you not be married. Mm-hmm. Because of how much effort they're putting into screwing things up. Like, this, that's, this, that's- this, very, this very issue of Rachel being denied three times on national television mm-hmm. would have been easily, easily avoided if you had given them the effing cocktail party. Because that would have given the girls... Because you know the producer sold them as like, oh, we'll put them on their toes and we'll make them quit, yeah. speak quick. Yeah. And then when their mind are just like, someone's going to look bad. I don't know who. I don't know how many. And I don't know which guys, but one of these girls is going to look stupid on national television. Or it could have been both of them. And that would have been, like both, that would have been their they preference. They both could have chosen. They both could have chosen men that then they denied. Because I think that probably would have been even more, even even better and more appealing to the producers. Because then you've got it being like a free-for-all. You know, it's not just one girl being denied. Then it's both girls being denied. So then it's like, wait, well, who's going to go where and what's going to happen? I think that, that if you had balanced the scales of chaos <laughs> and it'd just be pure chaos, then I think they would have been like, we've done good. But, but this backfires on them because it landed in one woman's lap and it was like, boom, boom, boom. She's losing roses. She's losing dudes. They needed to do, if they wanted to make this work, in a way that people are going to enjoy, they needed to do a better job of protecting these women. 
These women are really well liked and got the worst end of the stick on Clayton's In both season. Both shows. Both shows. They, they, I just feel like they've abandoned their duty of protecting the people. Mm-hmm. In, in an attempt to have the most dramatic season ever. But what you've all, what they've all done is just look like major douches. Because every yeah. week they're like, how can I continue to ruin this person's life? Week in and week out. And eventually the show is going to die because they're doing so much. That the people are just like, they're actively hindering my ability to find love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of helping me out, they're actually preventing me from doing what I came here to do. Yeah. No, I think that that's accurate. They do. Um, and I that's, think that's that what's going to kill the franchise. I think that this franchise, I did hear someone say today, how much longer will we continue to watch this? How much longer will we continue to, like, this is kind of an antiquated, it's becoming an antiquated method. Like, that's how all of these other, that's how all of these other shows have been building is because they're looking at what was once popular is no longer, and I mean, hello, we have a podcast about this franchise, you know, so obviously it's still working, you know, Yeah. but I think that they're leaning into what... (laughs) was once just an A plus B equals C is now not so true for everybody watching. They're kind of like, well, okay, like how many times will I watch this? How many times does it look the same? How many pretty woman dates do I need to watch every season? You know? And so then these other shows and franchises are like saying like, okay, well, where that feels fake because everybody, like not everybody, but people are often like, you know, even when we, we talk about our podcast, how often do people tell you, oh, well, that's not real. Yeah. Like, so, but people watch, like, shows like Love is Blind or The Ultimatum, and they're like, oh, it is real. It, that feels a little bit more real. Even though, come on, reality TV is reality TV, and there are elements that, that are you, you don't see You don't see 1,800 producers at every shoot that, right. like, are, like, constantly hovering. Right. And like what they're not like giving, if they are giving really bad advice, you're not seeing them. <laughs> no, because it, like, um, it's, it's genuine. It's genuine issues between these people, not, not given issues, mm-hmm, not issues mm-hmm. instigated by people who don't have their best interest at heart. Yeah. But I definitely agree that the cocktail party would have helped. And I think that pushing this back, the ultimatum back a week. But they were like, oh, you're mad. And I think the producers also really did. Um, I think they leaned into their their hurt and their pain. And they were like, oh, you guys are feeling really bad. Like, let's do something about it now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you feel rejected last night, Gabby? Like, are you really mad? Like, you want to put an end to this, right? Let's do it now. Let's blow it up. So... I don't know. It's it's something else. All right. Well, I have. I, I really hope that we see the rest of this season be a little less chaotic and a little more intentionally supportive. 
Yeah. But I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, until next week, guys, you can follow us on Instagram at Podcasting for the Right Reasons. You can follow us on Twitter at Right Reasons Pod. You can follow us on TikTok for, clip, for clips of the show so you can put a, a face with the name and the voice at Right underscore Reasons underscore Pod. Uh, anything else, Ernie? I feel like we've oh. gotten a lot of a lot of frustration, but I'm out in the last few minutes, so I feel a little better. I yeah, I can tell you're like really frustrated. Like I said, I was not necessarily frustrated. I enjoyed that uh, bleep show. <laughs> I was like, all right, like let's let's just do this. Let's just lean in. I do feel bad that they were hurt and embarrassed, um, but on the flip side of that. And knowing what this podcast is, I was loving the drama. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, this is insane. Do I want to stand up there and be that person, either Gabby or Rachel? Absolutely not. Immediately no. Immediately <laughs> no. But because I'm sitting here doing this podcast and talking about it, all I right. Get that. I get that. Give me more. It was, it was an entertaining more. show. I just so. felt like it was the entertainment was forced because of poor producing. Mm-hmm. But oh, yeah, but I get, I get, I get what note, you're saying. My last note though is, did you see that Blake and, um, oh my gosh, why am I blanking on her name Natalie? now? Natalie. Natalie from Love is Blind. They're like on a conservation trip to save the turtles. Yes, I... Blake was on Nick Files podcast last week, and he said that he was going to be doing something special with Natalie coming up. Yeah. So now we okay, have it so out. he had already said it because I think maybe the people, those of us that don't listen to Nick Files podcast religiously, didn't know. All right. I don't and listen every week. I just, I just was interested to see what Blake had to say, which was very boring because he didn't really have a whole lot to say. Yeah. Because did he spill any tea on Katie? Not really. Then whatever. I know that's 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 really what I was there for to see if they were to stir the pot at all, and they did not. But people are really like uh, Blake and Natalie. They're adorable and they're funny. Maybe they'll just be friends. What if? What if? What if they get married? Because let's be real, Shane was a douche. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> Shane was the worst. Whoa. Okay, that was. Did my girl Natalie wrong? Okay, she did not need to marry that dude, and I'm glad. We this is not love is blind recap. Listen, from months ago. Yes, it is from months ago. <laughs> Obviously, it still means a lot to me. Clearly, you know what? Save the turtles and marry Blake, Natalie, or not, or don't do whatever you want with Blake, but be happy. Okay. All right, that's all. That's all I got. All right. Uh, next week we'll see how the uh, the journeys continue. Uh, but I, my, I will I will warn the audience and you, Ernie. My patience with this franchise is wearing thin. The fact that there's so much drama and the franchise is just exploding things left and right. And your patience being worn thin because of such explosions are going to make great content. So I'm as bad as those producers. I'm like, let's do it. Let's make chaos. Make it rain. Make fire rain from the sky. <laughs> no, because, like, you know, I don't mind the chaos. Like, I don't mind the chaos. I just prefer 
when it feels like the contestants and the lead are leading the chaos, mm-hmm. not having the chaos thrown in front of them and forced to deal with it. So you would have preferred Claire, Claire's chaos over this chaos. Because make no mistake, Claire was leading her chaos. That's what it's, I thought. <laughs> it's just hard because like, I didn't enjoy that season, but I did appreciate that the only person that Claire was hurting was Claire. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't appreciate the fact that Gabby and Rachel are not being hurt by Gabby and Rachel, but they're being hurt by producers. So, in a perfect world, neither of these girls are hurt. And do you know how neither of these girls are hurt? One of them is The Bachelorette. Also true. Fair. So, if one of them, who would you have picked to be The Bachelorette? I think I know. I think a Gabby season would be wildly more interesting. Same. 100,000%. Because we, we've seen the Gabby season because the mm-hmm. Gabby season is Caitlin Bristow season mm-hmm. and we've seen the Rachel season and the Rachel season is Jojo Fletcher season mm-hmm. both seasons were good just for totally different I don't even think it's Jojo because I think Jojo is a little rough around the edges too if you want to take a page from Caitlin's book I think <laughs> you throw it all the way back to like an Emily Maynard I think that that's what I was just got. I was thinking just like classic Bachelorette yeah I think that I think that Rachel is very structured to a T. Like she's very and that's what's appealing about her. Yes. Because she's sweet and she's kind and she's pretty. Like she's got the adventurous side, but for the most part, I think she's exactly what the early aughts bachelor franchise would have picked. Yes, agreed. So All right. uh. I think it is definitely picking one to be the bachelor, bachelorette. And I think also, <laughs> spicy take before we go, I think that you are a little more heated because your girl got turned down three times in a row on I national freaking I, television. I don't know what you're talking about. I think that's what, like I said, my spicy take to end this entire podcast for today is that you were mad because you saw your girl get turned down and you're like, how can they do that to her? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Wild and inaccurate ac- accusations. Huh? it. All right. Until next week, I will see everybody later. Bye.